Namaste. <laughs> I feel at sea <laughs> because uh, okay in in short because the long story is there in interviews with uh, Narad but in short um, I think the way the world is the way things are it uh, always gave me feel of a sense of imperfection this is not how not how things should be my personal life was very happy i mean everything is wonderful <laughs> but just the way the world is that made me always feel the sense of uh, imperfection and uh, my my constant question was that why is it so and is there a way to change the scheme of things and whatever i read i read a lot eastern literature western literature of course uh, some translations of the vedas the upanishads the gita whatever is available here western philosophy shri ramakrishna swami vivekananda but everything seemed inadequate for the simple reason that at the end of the day it was moksha all leaving aside everything at the end of the day it's like individual salvation or mukti which sounded to me an extremely selfish thing because uh, my escape doesn't change the world it sounded like uh, honestly it sounded very selfish because i felt it's how can you go away and you know leave behind people who are suffering so this was the quest uh, well to cut a long story short i became an agnostic in the process that perhaps there is god but uh, if this is how he has made this world and blamed it all on maya or um, or man's karma then i don't feel a natural you know worship for him and um, uh, and at the same time there was no way out so there was an agnosticism at that point uh, uh, you know i don't know how to say whether i discovered shurvindo or shurvindo pulled me literally he pulled me actually uh, catching my hairs uh, in, in a bookshop i was drawn in and i was drawn my sight falls number of heaps of books and i suddenly see one and only book there and that is the synthesis of yoga by shurbindo and the name itself did something and opening the first page all life is yoga well it was very clear that this what i am looking for i didn't know what it means so first time i understand um, later on i understood that sometimes a phrase captures the essence of everything so uh, that time just reading that made me feel that this is it and that you know change the whole life journey because two things which especially made me feel deeply touched about shurbindo one is that he uh, is the first uh, first what shall i say yogi well first yogi who actually gives you a coherent cogent meaning of world existence why it has come into being and where it is going so he gives the whole map and second thing which i felt uh, always intuitively the logic of nature cannot stop with man because everybody would say man is the ultimate and then moksha so i used to feel that if man is the ultimate product of uh, the creator then his creativity is under question this much i knew so so evolution has to go further and when shurbindo spoke about the coming of a new being beyond man that's what even today if you ask me what fascinates me so much is this whole idea of a new creation all the rest is fine it's good it steps on the way stages of the journey 
But this idea of a new creation, which will be rooted in the divine, which will be a complete, um, you know, uh, unhindered, unobstructed manifestation of the divine, transparent manifestation of the divine uh, in earthly life. That is something so wonderful. So that's what, um, you know, drew me. Just to complete it, because very often... uh, uh, my own experience and what the the mother has also spoken about it i really feel that in a in a real sense this yoga begins when at some point we recognize the mother and mother says that that you know uh, one has to reach me after a lot of preparation and it is so true with me also it happened like that i read shurbindo everything was wonderful started some kind of practice had experiences wonderful experiences but it is only after the coming of the mother that everything changed. So uh, I think the the momentous moment in this yoga is when the mother um, comes consciously, when we become conscious of her presence. She's always there. Shubhinder and the mother, this is not the first time that this is a grand experiment going on. Earth has been made for that and um, just to complete it. Now, of course, I know that all of us, uh, I'm sure, but for myself, I am aware that uh, we have been with them, not today, but, you know, <laughs> for lives. Uh, it's a journey which is continuing through lives. And it's a great, uh, wonderful thing to understand it like that because it's a continuum. It, it, the journey of our, our journey has not begun with one life and it's not going to end with this. So their work has been going on since long. And uh, this is one of the things that the mother spoke. I am just, you know, carrying it towards the subject. I just thought we'll read some of the messages. Um, the mother speaks of Shurbindo's presence since the beginning of Earth history. Since the beginning of Earth history, Shurbindo has always presided over the great earthly transformations under one form or another one name or another. This is kind of my inner wish that one day we see Shurabindo's biography starting from the eternal and leading earth towards. He has given some hints, the mother has given some hints of their presence at certain crucial moments of earth's history. We can see that uh, in one way or the other. And so wonderful to see this connection. Uh, there is this constant labor which has gone into creation. Uh, toward the manifestation of the divine. In fact, the very core that all creation is ultimately, creation is nothing else but manifestation of the divine, but on the basis of matter. And all evolution is a progressive manifestation of the divine. So, the purpose of creation is to manifest the divine and it happens through a process of progressive evolution. In our own life, individually, in a lifetime, we see that how we change uh, both in form, in terms of consciousness. And in the larger scale, it's through rebirth, through the great cycles, through the ages. Ultimately, it is the manifestation of the divine. And that's how I, now I understand the great phrase, Ekoham Bahushyami, the one wanted to become the many. So many, obviously, not like us many, but each one of us, when becomes consciously divine, not just conscious of the divine, but consciously divine in a material casement. And that's the purpose for which creation is. So, um, Sri and the mother have always been here. 
throughout the earth's history and yet when they take a human body in a particular human body with a pur- particular purpose it it is with a certain divine intent so very often uh, well people asked about the mother that um, she is the world mother so can they turn to the world mother and Uh, realize whatever they have to realize and shrivindu would make it very clear that while it is true that the world mother is one there are no two world mothers but each manifestation of the divine each descent of the divine is with this certain special purpose and that is like a mandate given to to that particular uh, bodily form through which the divine is manifesting like one of the places he says that you know christ brought love buddha brought compassion and um, the vedic rishis they had a quest for immortality they were also descents uh, involutionary beings from higher states of consciousness and then she says what did shurabindu bring so she she says that shurabindu brought perfection which means a totality so there is nothing which is left out there is not one aspect or another so he brings perfection which is ultimately in one word what we are seeking the fullness of being at every level in every way so it is through their personality through their persona uh, because that has the mandate there is another very interesting uh, little sentence which has uh, always caught my um, heart and i and moved me to the core when i had first read it many many years back it's not there in the as part of the collected works but it's there in the agenda and it's uh, something that the mother wrote to satprem on 15th august 1967 uh, before that and she says it is the day of great amnesties the day when all past errors are effaced it was so powerful in its impact and then the meaning of many stories that i had read as a child they became so clear the divine descent touching matter is itself a redemption because a lot of things hanging around us simply because matter is imperfect it carries its by its nature by its tendency it repeats past patterns and when the divine descends and touches the sheath of matter and everything that is connected with that he literally cleanses it and um, you know um, brings in the new possibility uh, i am reminded of two little stories in this context one is the story of ramayana you know divine descent uh, when rama is crossing the river sarayu he has been um, asked to leave the kingdom and as he crosses the boatman um sita mata wants to give him some something because he has taken her them across ferried them across and uh, she says that okay i have no money because we have to leave everything behind but i can give you my golden uh, ring wearing she is wearing on the ring finger and as she gives it to the boatman he says uh, this is too little this is too little and besides i can't take it from you why you can't take it from me he says look here we are in the same business and you can't give me the same business uh, you know we have to uh, we can't take in cash from each other so she says yet you must ask something i must give you something and he says very simple we belong to the same business 
I have ferried you across the river Saryu. You ferry me across the ocean of the worlds. Now this is called really uh, the essence of redemption, which people believe. Uh, I think it's there in the Christian tradition also that redemption through faith, and this is exactly what it means. In Shurabindo's life, the similar incidents which I am reminded of is again narrated to me by um, the person to whom it was narrated by the one who had actually experienced it. And as the experience goes, there was this man, a Gujarati gentleman, and he had once an urge that Champaklalji is so fortunate to wash the clothes of the Lord. I wish one day I could get an opportunity. And as he is standing in the courtyard of the ashram, suddenly the window opens and Shurabindo looks towards him and asks him by a gesture that, would you come up? He goes, he comes up and he is all, you know, odd. <laughs> and he says that Champaklal has gone somewhere. Would you mind taking my dhoti for washing it? And obviously his joy knew no bounds. He takes the dhoti, cleans it, irons it beautifully. By evening he brings it. And that time Champaklalji is already there. And he gives the dhoti to the Lord. Shubhinder smiles at him and says, you know, with this one act, I have wiped away all your past karmas. So it's a very interesting story that you have cleansed my dhoti and I have cleansed your karmas. Champak Lalji suddenly has a thought, I have done it for so many years and the Lord has never told me this. Shubhinder smiles, puts his left hand on Champak Lalji's shoulders and says, and yours too. Of course, it is understood. You know, it is not, uh, it, people sometimes feel that these are, you know, some kind of belief. But it's so true. The same incidence takes place in another way with Dhyuman Bhai and the mother. So, Dhyuman Bhai once told to the mother, that mother, I don't know how to do sadhana. It's a very difficult thing, you know. By the way, he's a realized yogi and so many experiences, so many people had. I myself know about his living in the intuitive ranges. So, he goes and tells the mother, Mother, I don't know how to do yoga, sadhana, concentration, etc. But I have an offer to make. But you tell me how to do this sadhana. So, mother says, well, mother says that, well, it's very simple. Is it so simple? Yes. So, mother says, you do my work and I will do your work. I will do the sadhana in you and for you and you do the outer work because this is what you can do. You see, it's something very interesting that the Lord does not want us to do big things. The very small things, everyday things, from brushing our teeth to arranging a breakfast, <laughs> arranging a flower, preparing a breakfast, communicating with each other, Everything that we do every day in life. But all that he wants us is to do it as a conscious offering to the Lord. Because he takes delight. You know, he was so alone. That's why he had this creation. He was sitting alone in eternity. So he possibly felt, I must have lot of beings like me around. <laughs> but what happened? Something came in between us and him. And we all have gone our own way. And he is still alone. Friendless as before. 
and he wants to be friends. See, this is the beauty of the divine that uh, the mother and she have been the revolutionized many things. One of them is the traditional relationship between the master and the disciple. In a way, Sri Krishna also did it, but Sri Aurobindo made it very, very explicit. So, traditionally we think there is yoga, there is a guru sitting on the pedestal. He is the master. You go there, he initiates you, gives you a mantra, gives you a method. Practice it. Sir, what about my everyday problems of life? Well, that's your karma. Do the practice sincerely and you will arrive. But what does Sri say? He says, we do not use this word, Guru, in this yoga. It's not customary to use this word. Why? Because Guru is a limitation. Who is a Guru? Guru is the one who brings light. Guru is the one who is heavy. He is full of the fullness of knowledge, full of the power, fullness of power. But Guru tells you the way and you walk on the way. Time to time he may give us a little bit, you know, GPS systems. But Guru is only one relation of man with the divine. We can relate with him as mother who indulges to our dreams, our demands, our wishes. And Shurabindo says that in the synthesis and the divine mother likes it to be so. So that she can pour her heart of love. She is not happy if we are sitting in with eyes closed in meditation while she is there to give us everything. See, after all, it's a connection with the Lord. So, we have to form that connection, the bridge. The Lord has formed it from his side. He is a father. Who is the father? Father is there as the ultimate security when children. Everyday life, everyday problem they seek ask from the mother. But when they are caught by the police, dad, please help me out. So fathers are like that, you know. So he's the ultimate security. Mother speaks of this in one of her experiences of 15th August 1967. She says that as she stood on the balcony, suddenly, uh, I think it is 57, uh, maybe I may be mistaken about the year. But she says, all over from the earth, there was rising protests and protests and protests. Everybody was unhappy. So, those who feel today's world is, they are unhappy about, please know that 50 years back also people were unhappy. And in Ramaraja time also they were unhappy because unhappiness is the boon to the world. So that we seek, if we were happy in the world, <laughs> there would be no seeking. So, everybody was rising in complaint and protest and protest. So the mother tells, tells them, inwardly of course, it's Shriobindo's birthday. She says, see, it's not my day. It's the day of the Lord. <laughs> so Shriobindo comes and stands in front of her. She describes this experience. And she tells them, it's not my day. It's the day of the Lord. You protest whatever you want to do with him. And then she hears Shriobindo say something very beautiful. He says... It's a very beautiful huh, passage which I just want to read. Yes. <clears throat> there was a crowd. This is August 15, 1967. There was a crowd. And when I went out, there arose from that whole crowd a sort of something in between an entreaty, a prayer and a protest against the world's condition. And particularly the countries. And it rose up in waves. I looked at it. 
it was particularly insistent then said to myself today is in my day it should have been those day it is such a sweet little incidence it should have been those day and i did like this gesture of withdrawal and put your window in front generally she says put me in front and put me between you and the person she told she will you manage this <laughs> it's your day <laughs> what a leela this must be then when he came in front when he put himself in front reads like a divine thriller <laughs> what is he going to do <laughs> he could smash things with you know with that golden power that precious it was it just takes an instance for the divine for the whole world to vanish but what does he do he simply said very simply when he came in the front he simply said the lord knows better what he is doing the lord knows better what he is doing i immediately started smiling and there came the same golden peace as in the morning the lord knows better what he is doing with his most perfect sense of humor and everything calmed down right away there are such beautiful instances at another instance when she goes and says i you know i have created a new world these things these things have to manifest she shows him everything but she says you know man is not ready so he could see her impatience to create a new world after all she is the divine shakti she is moving thousands of years ahead so she says shirvinder looked at me and with a beautiful smile he simply said be simple be simple be simple <laughs> and she said after at the end of all this he says be simple so these are some of these beautiful mantras often people ask we are going through all this crisis this is not the first time this crisis and there lot one can speak about it every crisis in fact if you look at savitri there are three things always this conflict there is crisis and there is change between conflict and change there is crisis there is no other way to evolve so this is one part but very simply it is the lord's world he knows better than us and if he is taking us through this passage well this is the passage he has chosen for us and then we live with that state of trust and surrender which brings such tremendous peace inside everything is as if ironed out and then to be simple she explains she she speaks of this experience that how there is uh, like krishna dancing on the head she sees that little baby dancing on the head and making it quiet one of the first things of yoga she describes her own experience she had every kind of experience adept in buddhist yoga she had realized the kundalini experience she had complete experience of the patanjali's uh, that raj yoga which is described in patanjali's book but the raj yoga as such she had discovered the immanent divine she had read a book of the gita and she was an adept in the yoga of the gita with all this she comes to shirbindo and says there is one thing which this physical mind this mind which still continues to be active that has to be made quiet and shirbindo says nothing she just sits by his side she describes that experience after meeting shirbindo and her husband is discussing you know big philosophies and all that 
and she says the problem was he always believed the husband always believed that world is a product of desire and shurbindo said it is delight but while she sat suddenly she realized that all the structures everything got slowly vanished evaporated and that complete silence she had regained just by sitting at the feet so the moral of the story is stay away from philosophical discussions and debates <laughs> and sit at the feet of the lord this is what the one of the meanings of the upanishad is this the knowledge that is gathered by sitting at the feet of the realized ones its other meaning of course is the heart of the inner knowledge but this is so beautiful so simple to just sit at the feet of the lord and let that light that peace descend and absolutely everything becomes still right in the middle of the battlefield right in the middle of the chaos this is the gift they have sometimes people ask what has should been to given to this world and by that they mean hospitals and buildings and charitable trusts thankfully he has done none of those things because there are hundreds of people who can do those things what he has given to this world is to start with the peace that surpasses all understanding the joy that is the baptism of the soul love unconditional compassion beyond measure and a hope that can never die so these are just some of the gifts of course there are plenty and we need not speak about that i'll close with just couple of messages one of them was a message given for the centenary year 15th august 1972 <clears throat> it is relevant today because it was given for 1971 just like today we have the 150th anniversary so 149th year today is the first day of shurbindo centenary year though he has left his body he is still with us alive and active the life even a human being's life does not depend upon the body life is everywhere in all the planes in fact there is nothing but life death is only a appearance and a passage so when people say that shurbindo was born on 15th august 1872 and i don't want to use the word he left his body or sometimes departed on 5th december 1952 1950 they need to remember that where will the lord depart if the lord were to depart this world will collapse we would not be living here anymore <laughs> if he departs everything departs in every atom of existence he is present so she says he is still with us alive and active shobindo belongs to the future he has come from the future he is the messenger of the future he still shows us the way to follow it follow in order to hasten the realization of a glorious future fashioned by the divine will so who is fashioning this future thankfully not our human wishes our human hopes we always want everything in the world which continues status quo according to my planning but i won't change and the lord says the world will change 
according to the divine will and you also change. When we change according to the divine will, then the world changes because there is an interconnectedness in a beautiful way. It is being led by the divine will. But it is given to man to consciously align ourselves to the divine will. This is the difference. Even otherwise it will change. But when we consciously align to the divine will, there is a great delight in the process of becoming. And the last message. So what we should have within us to uh, you know, go through this journey. Two things. Sri Aurobindo has come on earth not to bring a teaching or a creed in competition with previous creeds or teachings. What are creeds? Goal is same, there are different paths. That makes a creed. I believe in this method, I believe in the other method, this is superior, that is inferior. But he is bringing something completely new and unprecedented. So there is no question of another creed. Something which has never been done before. Something which has never even been imagined and hoped before. A new creation, a new being. So how can there be any creed? But to show the way to overpass the past and to open concretely the route towards an imminent and inevitable future. That's why she said what Sri brings represents in the world's spiritual history is not a teaching, not even a revelation, but a mighty action direct from the Supreme. So what he represents is an action from the divine, which means it is something inevitable. He is not just a master telling us, giving us a method and a technique that you do it. I am told you, if you don't do it, well, too bad. He is doing it for us and we have to just flow with that current, enter that current, allow ourselves to be carried, if I may say so. Shurabindo does not belong to the past nor to history. Shurabindo is the future advancing towards its own realization. So while one side he has planted the seed of a new creation of a divine life on earth, he is advancing towards its own realization. And finally the last one. Thus we must shelter the eternal youth required for a speedy advance in order not to become laggards on the way. What a powerful Revelation this is. We are the laggards. We always thought that we are the great people. world is not, you know, advancing. The world is advancing. It is being carried by the creator through a journey which we cannot even imagine. It is shattering all our measures, all our ways of thinking. All the things that we normally associate with life should be like this, like that. They are carrying it through. Uh, tremendously fast I mean this tremendously fast is something which is so evident to the eyes nobody can deny that the world is changing every decade in ways that we cannot understand but it's changing very fast and Shubindu says that it is being taken carried through all this passage towards an inevitable divine future but what we should have within she says we must have sheltered the eternal youth and she defines youth as youth is always looking forward, the urge to progress. You want to identify an old man in a group, he will say, you know, in our days, when somebody starts saying in our days, this used to happen, make sure that even if the person is 30, he is basically 80. And when somebody at the age of 90 says, you know what, I have done everything. 
again two stories come to mind vyasa has written everything so many the puranas the vedas so many of them are attributed to vyasa and still he wants to do something and that something he asks narad something is there which i have, i think i missed out he is fairly elderly by that age so he says you know what you have written everything but you have not written about the leela of shri krishna upon earth so that's how he writes the famous shrimad bhagavat puran it's about the leela of krishna shurbindo in 1947 he is concerned more about when people would bring him sir you have written such marvelous books please revise them and all he says i am occupied with the most important work savitri and even then even his leaving the body is a strategic sacrifice to his in the whole process this is called sheltering the eternal youth and look at the mother in 1968 she is uh, i mean the year orovil is born she is uh, how much 90 years and in 90 years as a mother you are the grand old ma she would say no i want to give birth now here to a new city the city of dawn it is so amazing i remember once amal kiran a group of young monks had come to meet him all in ochre robes and amal kiran was 104 and these were all must be in 20s 30s renunciates of life seekers after moksha and they asked amal kiran for a message i was present witness of this whole thing now imagine at 30 35 and people find it very great that oh he renounced the world he never faced the world what is there to renounce it it's so easy to renounce the world and say that you know you never grappled with the world it's a sign of cowardice not the sign of greatness world means challenge world means change world means victory world means the ability to absorb failure world is delight and to say i have renounced the world sir so sorry one more person lost out of god's list of will but he stands they they asked amal kiran for a message amal kiran is sitting silent for some time he went into a kind of trance and then comes out and gives the message it's a message given by the mother he remembered it at that point of time forward ever forward do not look left do not look right go straight forward so powerful and i think this is what we should remember now on this wonderful day and the year that is opening us let us not look left let us not look right let us not look behind it doesn't mean we become insensitive no we are sensitive to all this but we know that the solution lies there in reaching there the sooner we reach the better it is for earth and for mankind the sooner there are human beings who can embody the new creation and the new consciousness the greater the chances of earth to change faster so with this hope with this wonderful um, you know <laughs> you said that it is night in india yes but how can there be night on the day the lord is born 
it's bright and beautiful and sunny and wonderful all the time because shurabindo is here thank you thank you so much alok and thank you for for sharing a bit of your journey and how you discovered uh, shurabindo and uh, and so many wonderful stories and uh, messages from Shurya Bindo and the mother today. So very much grateful to, to have you on this uh, special day. Thank you. It's a joy.